Skeens is both literally and figuratively the big man on campus with the reporting of pitchers and catchers. He's got to keep it that way. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Pitchers and catchers did, in fact, report. Pitchers and catchers did, in fact, take to the fields at Pirate City for the first workout yesterday in Bradenton, Florida. And the biggest subject of the day was the biggest dude on the scene, certainly among pitchers. That, of course, is the most recent number one overall pick in Major League Baseball's draft. Skeens is special. Skeens is one of those rare prospects who gets universal, and I do mean universal, acclaim. There's not a single analyst, scout, anything, anywhere who'd be able to put forth any scenario shy of injury in which Skeens could be anything less than a star. That's the reason he's going to rock it up through the system. That's the reason he's probably going to be in Pittsburgh at some point in 2024. And that's the reason, to be honest with you, kind of scares me a little bit. This is a big, big responsibility for any franchise to have. Even one that's really well run and has ace-level instruction and development. Or to look at it from another perspective, one that's got a history of winning, which can also be its own help in its own way. Skeens comes here, of course, to the worst of both worlds. But I will say this, I like the decision of Ben Charrington and management as a whole of taking it easy with him. I felt like there were outings last year at LSU where Skeens was overworked. I understand his overall inning count was managed all right down there, but there were games, particularly as the Tigers got closer to the College World Series, where you're like, really? Seriously? Triple-digit pitches? What are we doing here? And I recall saying at the time, before he'd even been drafted, that the first thing that Skeens should do as a pirate is nothing. And from there, I liked the plan that was put forth, meaning for 2023, he pitched an inning here, an inning there, one in Bradenton, another super short start in Greensboro, a couple with Altoona, and then that was it. And then that was it. And as Derek Shelton correctly stated over the winter meetings and reiterated yesterday to reporters in Florida, the biggest adjustment that Skeens is going to have to face, the top of the list challenge, is just the workload. In college, you'll pitch once a week. In the majors, you'll pitch once every five, at the most, six days. And if that sounds like not a lot, it is. Baseball players are really, really, really big on their routines, and that begins in childhood. So he is going to have to find a way. And the Pirates are going to have to find a way to manage those innings, to build him up. And then when he does arrive in Pittsburgh, he needs to arrive from a position of strength. That doesn't mean he has to dominate or uh, check off boxes regarding his 
ability to control the base running game or, or little stuff like that that you worry about with other pitchers, although he's supposed to be pretty good at that as well. What's needed is for him to make it here hale and healthy and feeling like his best self. There's no way you can have the confidence translate immediately from the college level to the pros and then from the minors to the majors. These are the best hitters in the world. He'll never have seen hitters like these. The worst hitter in the majors. He'll never have seen one like him. But what he's got to do through all of this, and I'm sorry in advance if this sounds obvious, but he's got to stand tall. No, I don't just mean physically. He's got to keep his chin up. He's got to fight his way through whatever adversity he ends up running into, and he absolutely will. Possibly, actually probably, even in the minors at some point. And above all, and you knew I was going to bring this up, he's got to maintain a really firm grip on who he is as a pitcher. If you know Skeens' background then you know that he's a late bloomer. You know he's someone who really became formed as a pitcher at LSU. And you also know that he can do things that most humans can't. He can throw a baseball very, very hard. He can do it consistently. He can do it with an appearance of effortlessness. My God, kid, shield that. Find a safe somewhere and lock it up and don't let them take it from you. Don't listen to them when they say, hey, let's see what uh, what we can get out of your, uh, let's say, change up. Because we have a lot of our other prospects in the system learning the change up. And we feel like that can be a good pitch that works for us analytically with our shifts. No, no, don't, don't run, run. Whenever they come, I'm not being facetious here to a degree, but I'm also not to a degree. These situations get encountered by prospects at every level. I've heard, I can't begin to tell you how many stories, not just from the players, but also from their parents over the years who say, yeah, well, my son was with them in double A, and then they all of a sudden started trying to teach him this house recipe for pitching, and it really didn't work with what he had, and that was the end of him. This team, this management, have been repeatedly guilty of that to the extreme that I now have to bring up Rowanzi Contreras, Luis Ortiz, and Quinn Priester on every single episode of Daily Shot of Pirates, and I'm going to do it again today. Obviously, just did. I don't care about Skeens' general weaponry. I don't care about his mix of pitches, how it's structured, or what he has in his arsenal that might work against this guy or that guy or with this shift or that stadium or whatever. I don't care. I know that he can throw triple digits. Leave it at that, even if it's just for a year. Let him build up his own resolve to be able to take command of his own career. By every accounting, he's exactly that smart and that much of a leader. Heck, this might be his toughest test. When we come back, J1Q. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Bob. Looks like it's actually more about the show than anything. He says, DK, you're right that there should be some hope put forth in a week where spring training opens, but to consistently record a daily shot of the Pirates, who year in and year out do so little to make a championship push, that has to be difficult for a true Pittsburgher like yourself. I appreciate the effort. Oh, Bob, I mean, I'm not digging ditches here and I'm not fighting wars. This is a baseball podcast. But I hear what you're saying. There's a, there's a, there's an extra challenge when it comes to the Pirates, and that's true whether it's in writing the columns that I do or doing this program, because there's always one very real sentiment that just kind of simmers beneath the surface when it comes to the Pittsburgh Baseball Club under this management and under this ownership, and that is, are they serious? Is their primary goal to win a World Series? I can talk till I'm blue in the face about Major League Baseball needing a salary cap. I can do that on a separate track from suggesting that the Pirates are cheap and that the Pirates aren't particularly competitive, meaning they aren't competitive people. They don't prioritize winning. Winning is somewhere on the list, and it's nice if it happens, but it's not at the top. And that's a really, really tough subtext to have a serious daily, in our case, conversation about a sports team, about something that's supposed to be completely about winning, or at least, my God, principally about winning. And we don't know that. You don't know that. I don't know that. I'm not sure they've figured that out or if they've talked themselves into believing that they are while at the same time not at all acting like they are. Now, I've gotten the indignation back. How can you say that? Look at all the work we're putting in. We work so hard. We're trying this. We're trying that. We're putting money into this. We're doing that. Okay, great. Great. But what ends up happening by the time everyone's ready to play ball? You still won't have spent anywhere near where you need to. You still won't manage and operate the club, meaning on a daily basis, aside from payroll, the way that you need to, to win the game that night. To pull away, say, for example, from the rest of the central division, the rest of a lame central division, when you have a 20 and 8 start, that wasn't good enough. That wasn't enough to motivate them. That wasn't enough to get them off their symbolic couch. So it's it's always there. And and I guess unlike a lot of people who talk about this team 
who just kind of pretend that this isn't there or don't want to believe that it's there or really just lock themselves out of even thinking about it, I never stop. It's always there for me until it's not. I don't have to wonder when I'm covering the Steelers, do the owners care? I have some issue with decisions that get made by Art Rooney, but I don't wonder if he wants to win. I don't like at all some of the stuff that the Penguins' new ownership has done since Mario Lemieux and Ron Burkle sold to the Fenway Sports Group. I don't see them often enough. I never communicate with them. But I don't wonder if they want to win. They have a history of that with their other teams. It's not spotless, but you know what the priority is. You can see what the priority is. You don't see that with the Pirates. Bob Nutting's been the controlling owner now since 2007. They've had three playoff appearances. And even those, both beforehand and afterward, maybe even during, felt unthinkable. Like it was surreal. Like it wasn't actually happening. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 